What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show, episode 15, better known as Rivalry Week. It is where you go against your most hated rival, you go against each other, you fight it out to the bitter death. Okay, maybe not the bitter death, but you get the point. It's Rivalry Week. It's my favorite week of college football, man. It is where Alabama-Auburn played each other. It's where Michigan-Ohio State and the Egg Bowl went on on Thanksgiving. I'm sure there was a lot of fights at the Thanksgiving table with your rivals, whether or not you had a Alabama-Auburn situation or Ohio State-Michigan where the Ohio State person wouldn't use the letter M or where the Michigan person wouldn't use the letter O or you had a Egg Bowl thing where it was the state of Mississippi and you had the NCAA stuff going on down there. It's just a fun week. I love rivalry week. It is it is one of the best weeks in college football. There's a lot of upsets that happen and any, any all the line spreads get thrown out. This is rivalry week. Anything happens during rivalry week. Oh, this is... This is crazy college football. I love it. So without further ado, we're going to recap Week 12's games. We're going to talk about the the, the storylines, Baker Mayfield's annex. A lot of big things. So without further ado, the Week 12 recap. Memphis wins the AAC West, beats SMU. They won the game 66-45. Georgia Dame beat Navy at home 17-10. USC over UCLA in the Battle of Los Angeles. So they're in the Rose Bowl 28-23. Mississippi State and then Struggle win over Arkansas, 28-21. Kansas State, 45-40 over Oklahoma State. Washington won a game out in the Pac-12 after Dark Eye Watch. It's a very fun game, 33-30 over Utah. A&M won 28-21 over Ole Miss on the road in Oxford there, Bob Hemingway Stadium. We had the monsoon game. I'm calling this the monsoon, monsoon game because I don't know if you watched it, but this game was like a hurricane. It was LSU and Tennessee. It as the first game, Tennessee was without Butch Jones. LSU wins game thirty to ten. Good game by LSU. Good win for the good win for the Tigers there. Florida Atlantic they won it. They won over the they won over FIU and the Shula Bowl fifty two to twenty four. And if you haven't jumped on that lane train yet, you better get jumping, baby, because that lane train is moving fast. We're here on the show. We're big fans of Lane Kiffin. We're big fans of Florida Atlantic and big fans of the Owls. We love what Lane Kiffin is doing down there. Absolutely love Lane Kiffin. He's a great guy, actually. He does a lot for the community. A lot of people don't actually realize that, but Lane Kiffin does a great job. So some of the storylines that we kind of watched over the week, Baker Mayfield had a very interesting thing. So Kansas came out, didn't shake his hand at all during the during the pregame, you know, handshakes or whatever. So Baker Mayfield throws for 257 yards, three touchdowns. But here's the catch. Baker Mayfield grabbed his crotch area after Kansas was up 41-3. to grabbed his crotch area and said, you know, who's your daddy? And basically, you know, was taunting and using some very inappropriate uh, gestures. But I've seen a lot of people call for Baker Baker Mayfield's head, saying he's a, you know, classless guy, blah, 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 blah. But here's the backstory: One, Kansas disrespected him and not shaking his hand. Two, he got, a he-, he got helmet-to-helmet shots three times during the game, and I can post those videos up on Twitter if you'd like to see them. And th- and four, I mean, this guy. This guy's a competitor. He's a 22-year-old kid. He's about my age. I'm, I'm 21. He's 22 years old. This kid, you know, is a competitor. And once you get caught up in the heat of the moment, sometimes you do a lot of stupid things. I've been there. A, a lot of people have been there. If you played sports, a lot of people have been there where Baker Mayfield is and was, you know, basically did something stupid just because of what was going on around him. And my opinion is, I'm not justifying Breaker Mayfield grabbing his crotch and doing all that. But what I am saying is, let's take a step back 
Because a lot of you, when you were 21, 20, 16, 17, you know, in your teens or whatever, in your college days, you did a lot more stupid things than Baker Mayfield did on the sidelines. Yeah, was it inappropriate? Heck yeah, it was. But you know what? Kansas's fans and Kansas's students and the and the and the football team there, they were very disrespectful to Baker Mayfield as well. They didn't shake his hand. They acted like classless, classless team. And by the way, Kansas has no room to act like a classless team. I can't even remember the last time they were relevant in football. It's got to be a good 10, 15 years. So Kansas, get a grip on yourself. So next storyline that we're going to be kind of talking about, we got all these coaching searches going on, but we got a really crap situation out of A&M. So here's what happened down at A&M. So Kevin Sumlin, you know, he hasn't had the greatest of years and the board of regents and all that want him gone out of A&M. But even before he could finish out the season and prove himself against LSU and then prove himself in the bowl game, have potentially go eight or nine wins, A&M says, you know what, after the LSU game, you're gone. You're not going to coach in the bowl game, which is crap. You know what, A&M, get a grip. You're not Alabama. You're not Florida. You're not Georgia. I mean, you're right there with Tennessee, six, about sixth or seventh in the SEC for good jobs. He's done a heck of a job there. He takes you to bowl games every year, eight, nine win seasons, seven win seasons. I mean, he takes you to a bowl game. You're not going to be Alabama. You're not going to be Auburn. You're not going to be Georgia. You're not going to be Florida. Now, after that, that's understandable. They want to compete with, like, Tennessee and Mississippi State, Ole Miss, whatever. But A&M, you're not Alabama. You can't go 11 wins every year. You just can't do that. I get it. He hasn't been recruiting the state of Texas as well as he should have. But that's just the bottom line. Like, you need to get a grip. You need to let the guy finish out the year instead of just running him off and just saying, you know what, you're done. Like that's ridiculous. You have like, I don't even, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to describe the amount of ridiculousness that is. It's very sad that we have a, we have a board, basically a board members just say, you know what, we don't want this guy anymore because he's not winning enough football games. Well, I'll tell you what, he's winning eight, nine games a year. So what more can you want Kevin Sumlin to do at Texas A&M? I get it. I really do get it. You want to compete with Alabama. You want to compete for SEC championships. But you didn't even compete for Big 12 championships when you were in the Big 12. But I don't get it. But, hey, that's that's on Texas A&M. I stand behind Kevin Sumlin. I wouldn't be severe. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Kevin Sumlin ends up somewhere in coaching next year, especially after the way that A&M has treated him. So next up, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, coaching searches going on. Tennessee, here are the names that are being mentioned for Tennessee. we got John Gruden who I don't think is coming personally. And we've, we've been very vocal about that on the show. I don't think John Gruden is coming to the University of Tennessee. Next up, we got Dan Mullen. He's a coach at Mississippi State. Dan Mullen has said, oh, I'm happy at Mississippi State, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. Would you rather go to Knoxville or stay in Starkville? I mean, you know, I'd rather go to Knoxville and have the beautiful scenery and have this and that and, you know, what have you. So I'm all for Dan Mullen leaving Mississippi State. I, it wouldn't be a great – I don't think it would be a home run hire – but it'd be a lot better than you had with Butch Jones. So I think that I think that Dan Mullen would be a decent, a decent, decent hire. So next, the other names that I, these are all from FootballScope.com. Those guys are some of my sources with football and uh, especially coaching searches. So FootballScope.com is my is my go to, and that's where I get all my information on coaching searches. In case you're wondering, next name next name I got thrown at was David Cutcliffe. I think he's over the hill. I think he's way over, and that's only if Tennessee gets desperate. If Mike Norvell at Memphis doesn't all, you know, say yes, or Dan Mullen doesn't say yes, Gruden turns him down, and and Dave Clawson is another name that I, and I don't, I don't really think that would be a good hire either. Next up for Florida, rumors are the last ten minutes or so that 
Florida's moving on from Chip Kelly. The names that come up for Florida, if not Chip Kelly, are Scott Frost at UCF and Charlie Strong, which right now those two teams are competing for the AAC uh, you know, division championship and the right to go to the AAC championship. So good, two good coaches there. UCLA, Jim Moore out. I think that's where Chip Kelly is going to end up is at UCLA. Next up, we got Arkansas. Arkansas, it looks like Brett Bielema is going to be out unless a miracle can happen in this Missouri game. And if that can happen, I think Brett Bielema can keep maybe his job, and I just don't see that happen. He hasn't really done much at Arkansas. Texas A&M, we talked about Kevin Sumlin, that ridiculousness of the of the crap that A&M, the Board of Regents, is doing. So the name that kind of pops up is Jimbo Fisher, but I don't know why he would leave Florida State to come to compete against Alabama every year and Nick Saban. I just don't see that happening. But, you know, hey, stranger things have happened. Ole Miss, their coaching search, I think they found their coach last night in the Egg Bowl and that, and that big, big win. After all the adversity that Ole Miss had faced with NCAA stuff, blah, 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 you know, Matt Luke has taken that team. He's got road wins at Kentucky, at Mississippi State. He's got a couple good home wins. I think that Matt Luke would be a very light coach at the University of Mississippi. I think he would be a very excellent hire. I mean, I saw the video after the game last night where he went over to the Ole Miss student, I mean, the Ole Miss cheering section there, and when they did the hotty toddy after the game, and and there there is nobody that loves that university more than Matt Luke. I think Matt Luke would be a great hire for the University of Mississippi. I think they should keep him on. I think he should become the next head coach at University of Mississippi. I think he's a great guy. I like him a lot, actually. So next up, Dan Mullen at Mississippi State. I don't know if he's going to stay. There's a there's a lot of rumors going around about that. But that's just strictly rumors. Whether or not you hear that on the Mississippi State podcast or from footballscoop.com, it just all depends on what Dan Mullen wants to do and whether or not other things transpire after Dan Mullen. So next up, if Gus Malzahn, Gus Malzahn is rumored to be leaving Auburn after the season, which I don't know why he would leave Auburn to go to Arkansas. But if he left, if he left, if Gus Malzahn leaves Arkansas, leaves Auburn to go to Arkansas, the name that I've heard thrown around for the Auburn job is Bobby Petrino. He has wanted to come to the SEC and in particular come to Auburn for years. And I think that given the opportunity, he would get the heck out of Louisville. I mean, who would? Louisville's not a very great place to coach and great place to play. It's very hard to recruit at Louisville. I think if, I think if Gus Malzahn does leave for Arkansas, and, and another name that you can throw out for Arkansas is Mike Norvell, the uh, coach at Memphis. He played at, he played at Arkansas State. And he's an Arkansas guy. I mean, that's the only way I think that uh, Mike Norvell leaves Memphis is if Arkansas comes calling. I just don't see him going to Tennessee. And I don't see Tennessee because they think lesser of Memphis, even though Memphis is the better team in the state. I don't see Tennessee offering Mike Norvell just because of the fact that he coaches at Memphis and because Tennessee fans don't want like a former Memphis coach to be coaching their team, which is ridiculous because Mike Norvell's a darn good coach. And by the way, I'm going to add this little plug in from Memphis. They're playing East Carolina tomorrow, and they're going to be playing for the conference championship next Saturday, December December 2nd, 11 o'clock on ABC. Whether or not it be home or not, that all depends on the USF and the UCF game. But you need to jump on that Memphis bandwagon. If you live in not, if you live in the 901 in the Memphis area, man, jump on the Memphis bandwagon. It's actually really good football. I enjoy watching it. They got a good quarterback, Riley Ferguson. I enjoy, I love watching Memphis football. They're very good. They're very good. They got to they spread it out on offense. They do a lot of passing. They also have a really good running game, good good wide receiver core with Anthony Miller kind of leading that charge a little bit. So next up, coaching thing. Last thing we're going to talk about, coaching. Michigan gives a lifetime contract to Jim Harbaugh. I get it. 
you know, when Jim Harbaugh took over, he took over a really, really bad Michigan team and a really bad program. And what he's done is amazing. But giving the guy a lifetime contract for basically finishing fourth in the Big Ten year after year after year, I don't really agree with that decision. But, hey, I'm not the AD. I'm not the booster. So if they're happy with Harbaugh, then go for it. I like Jim Harbaugh. I like his khaki pants. I like what he does. And he's just not had a lot of good breaks this year. He's had a lot of bad breaks with, you know, with quarterback injuries and what have you. But he's done a he's done a well job. I just don't I just don't know if the lifetime contract is deserving or not. But you know we'll have to see. So we're gonna get to helmet stickers and then we're gonna jump to the back of the bus and then we're gonna talk about the upcoming rivalry week games and already the games that have taken place. We had a couple upsets actually. So helmet stickers. We're gonna give one to the Memphis Tigers. This is a multiple week thing. Memphis keeps on impressing me and keeps on impressing us at the show. They won the AAC West first time in thirty years. The Memphis Tigers have won their division. We're going to give one to Memphis. We're going to give one to Ole Miss for winning the Egg Bowl last night in a huge upset fashion. We called that on the live shows on Wednesday. We said, hey, you know what? Memphis, I mean, Ole Miss is going to beat Mississippi State, and sure enough, they do. They won 31-28. We're going to give one to Florida Atlantic for winning the Shula Bowl and Coach Kiffin. And actually, we're just going to give one to Coach Kiffin's Twitter game uh, in itself. Coach Kiffin's Twitter game is awesome. He called in the he called in the Paul Feinbaum show the other day, and I and I have never heard of a better call on the Paul Feinbaum show than Lane Kiffin. You ever heard it? We'll try to find it. We'll post it on our Twitter or our Facebook page. Helmet sticker to Pittsburgh, baby. 24-14 over the Miami Hurricanes on this Friday, this Black Friday, man. What an impressive win by Pittsburgh. They Back 10 years ago, they knocked West Virginia out of the championship contention at West Virginia. Two years ago, they beat Clemson, and this year – they beat the Miami Hurricanes and probably snapped Miami's chances of getting into the playoffs. A great win for Pittsburgh. So back with the bus. We're going to put Mississippi State and Leo Lewis back there. Mississippi State got a struggle win against Arkansas, and then they came back this week and lost to their in-state arch rival, the Ole Miss Rebels. One, we're going to mention Leo Lewis. Leo Lewis, buddy, you got a lot of talent. You're a heck of a guy. You're a great talent. We, I like watching you play. But you don't need to go over to the Ole Miss, the Ole Miss sidelines and blow a kiss before the game and expect you know them not to do anything back to you. You had one tackle, so Mississippi State, Leo Lewis, you're in the back of the bus. Next up, we got Tennessee and Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings, I don't know why you decided it would be a good idea to go on your Instagram page and drop the F-bomb and sell how crappy the situation is in Tennessee. We get it. We watch Tennessee week in and week out, and we I don't we don't have to we don't have to hear you say oh, well, this Tennessee program, we'll get us some coaches who can actually coach. No, we get it. You deserve to be kicked out of that program. And, you know, you decided to come back for your senior year. That, and then you trash your university who's given you that opportunity to have a scholarship and to play the game of football that you love. I think it's ridiculous. Jawan Jennings, you should be ashamed. And I think the NFL scouts seem to take note. And also with Baker Mayfield, I'm going to put that out there. I love Baker Mayfield. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks, one of my favorite players. I think he's a Heisman winner. But you need to kind of cool it on that little annex. Because NFL scouts look at that and they don't want a player like that on their team because there's too much drama already with the kneeling and all that crap. Baker Mayfield, Jawan Jennings, you gotta you gotta get a grip. Leo Lewis as well, you gotta get a grip if you want to be a pro player. And it, and a lot of times that comes down to it. If you want the dollar bills, you want the dollar signs, you gotta kind of calm down, kind of chill out a little bit, kind of just play a calm, cool, collected football. So next back at the bus, we're gonna give one to Oklahoma State after losing at home. Getting basically, it was the score. The score was a lot closer than the game actually was. We're gonna give one to Oklahoma State after getting beat by Kansas State at home. Then we're gonna give one to Miami. They that that you know turnover chain finally turned from a U to an L. 
Miami. They deserve the back of the bus for that loss. We're going to talk. We're going to preview this week 13 rivalry week, and then we're going to give our picks on the tailgate show Saturday at 10.30 a.m. We're going to do the tailgate show. I might have a special guest on there. Still trying to confirm that. We're going to do the tailgate show Saturday morning, 10.30 on Facebook Live. It's going to be a fun show. Back to rivalry week, man. We've got week 13. I am so excited about this. We got Georgia at Georgia Tech. It's a good rivalry. Georgia's an 11 point favorite. 11 o'clock kickoff on the ABC. But Ohio State, Michigan, the game. It's called the game. Did a Big Ten show. Check that out. We previewed that show a lot. I didn't give my predictions because I'm going to give that on the tailgate show. But Ohio State's a six point favorite. It's 11 o'clock kickoff on Fox. It should be a great game there. East Carolina at Memphis. I think Memphis blows East Carolina out. East Carolina is one of the worst teams in Division I football. It's on ESPN, 11 o'clock kickoff. Memphis is a 26-point favorite. Next up, we got Florida State at Florida, 11 a.m. kickoff. ESPN, Florida State's a five-point favorite. Should be a good game. Florida's not going to a bowl game this year. I don't think Florida State is either. Louisville at Kentucky, the battle for the Governor's Cup and the Bluegrass. Should be a fun game. 11 o'clock kickoff on the SEC Network. Louisville's a 10-point favorite. We saw what happened to that last year in this rivalry game when Louisville's a 23-and-a-half-point favorite. Kentucky actually ended up beating 41-38. We're going to talk about that game on the tailgate show. Florida Atlantic at Charlotte. We're going to preview that. Alabama at Auburn, 230 kickoff the Iron Bolts. Alabama's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Man, can you get any better than Alabama and Auburn for the SEC West Championship for the right to go to Atlanta and play in that nice, new, beautiful Football stadium, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium down there. By the way, rest in peace to the Georgia Dome. A lot of fun memories for myself with the SEC tournaments and other sporting events that I attended there. Georgia Dome, we will miss you. But this new uh, this new dome, this new uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium is what you call it now. It's beautiful. I haven't seen it in person, but I've seen pictures of it. It's absolutely gorgeous. We got Wisconsin at Minnesota, 2.30 kickoff on ABC. Wisconsin's a 17-point favorite. We got West Virginia and Oklahoma, 245 on ESPN. Baker's not starting because it was annex against Kansas. OU's a 22-point favorite. Can West Virginia take some country homes back, country roads back home and get a win? Who knows? Or can Baker Mayfield go bottoms up again and have another big game and get a big win? So we got West, we got we got Vanderbilt at Tennessee for the Rocky Bottom Bowl. These two teams are not going to a bowl game. It's you know, Rocky Top, it's the Rocky Bottom Bowl to pick them. Tennessee was a one-point favorite, but now it's just even. So it's a three thirty. It's a three o'clock kickoff. Probably about a three thirty kickoff after the other games. SEC Network. We got Clemson at South Carolina, six thirty on ESPN. Clemson is a twelve-point favorite. I think that game is going to be a trap game for Clemson. If Clemson's not careful, South Carolina's got a good quarterback in Jake Bentley. So we're going to talk about that later in the tailgate show. We got Texas A&M traveling to LSU in Kevin Sumlin's last game, six thirty on the SEC Network. LSU, the Bayou Bengals are a nine-point favorite. We got North Dame at Stanford, 7 p.m. ABC. North Dame is a two and a half point favorite. I think the key to this game is if Stanford's running back Bryce Kelly just plays. If he's not, can't, uh, Stanford's a totally different team than they are with that running back. So next up, we got Washington State traveling to Washington. Mike Leach, I love this guy, man. You got to watch his press conference in the other day talking about marriage. I'll tweet it out. 7 p.m. on Fox. Washington's a 10 point favorite. Should be a good game there in the Pac-12. We got some Pac-12 after dark. I love it. I wish I had some music to kind of cue up a little Pac-12 after dark. It's my favorite thing out of the whole week. We got Colorado at Utah. Colorado is a 10.5-point favorite. It's a 9 p.m. kickoff on FSN1. I think that game is going to be a dandy. Both teams are kind of looking for a bowl game. We got Utah State at Air Force tonight. Miriam, Saturday night, 9-15, ESPN2. It's a pick em. We got some games tonight as well. We're going to give these picks on the tailgate show here. 
We got Texas Tech at Texas tonight. Texas 7.5-point favorite, 7 p.m. kickoff on Fox. We're going with the Longhorns in this one. California at UCLA, 9.30 on Fox, Pac-12 after dark. UCLA is a six-point favorite, and winner goes to a bowl game. So it's basically a winner takes all. We're going with UCLA at home. They got a they got a bad loss, but they look good against USC last week. So we're going to go with we're going to go with UCLA in this one. So we're going to add a little. We're going to talk a little bit about the t-shirts. We are finally at our goal of hitting 50 shirts sold. So here's the thing: if you still want a shirt, we're going to place the order early next week. You can still contact us on the social media sites. Mitch Davis underscore eight on Instagram and Twitter and the Mitch Davis show on Facebook. We got shirts for sale. They're $15 for short sleeve, $20 for long. They're beautiful shirts. I absolutely love them. I wear mine almost every day. And my guest on my big 10 show was wearing his as well today. It's great. Social media. We talked about that. Delegate show 1030 Saturday morning. Big show for rivalry week. I look forward to it. I can't wait for all of you to join. Let's talk some football. Let's have some fun with some rivals. If we got some Alabama and Auburn fans on there, let's, let's talk. Let's have some good times. Egg Bowl last night was fun, and there's a lot of good football on today. But thank you all for tuning in to the show. Thank you, and God bless.